Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the state of California. The Biden administration has announced an ambitious plan to try to prevent the devastating wildfires that have ravaged California and the West over the last few years. It calls for a dramatic increase in reducing fire risk by using more controlled burns and thinning of forests. The new plan covers 10 years. It could cost $50 billion. But for now, it only includes about $900 million for the first year and $655 million for each of the ensuing four years. For more on this new approach and whether it could help ease the wildfire crisis in California, we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline today by Dr. Brandon Collins. He's at the University of California Center for Fire Research and Outreach. Thank you so much for being with us. So, so what is your initial reaction to this plan? First of all, Doug, thanks for having me. Um, my initial reaction is, is a positive one. I think it's neat that you know that we're committing those kind of resources to this problem. And then you know the other thing I saw um, was a recognition that it's not you know trying to eliminate wildfire. Um, that that there's a role for fire in these systems, and it's not just about you know more um, money to uh, you know to buy trucks or planes and, and put out the fires, but actually use fire to a certain extent, whether it be with prescribed fire or using natural ignitions um, to do some work on the landscape. Uh, how critical a component is forest management, fuel removal, controlled burns? I mean, is that the most important thing we need to do, or where does it rank on the list of steps that, that we need to take so that these fires stop being just so devastating? To me, it is, and, and that's coming from a perspective not just of its impact um, to human communities, but to our forests as well. I, I think that there's an argument that could be made, and I've heard it before, that we should spend all our money on, you know, on what is hardening, you know, hardening infrastructure, hardening homes so that it can tolerate fire and leave the forest be. Um, and I don't really subscribe to that because I think that's, you know, committing the forest to a fate that is going to be very different um, than what we know and what they were historically. How do you think we got away from from thinning the forests and having controlled burns? I mean, if you go back, uh, there are a lot of lands in California, you speak to native communities, and they say, yeah, we, we did this all the time 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Why did we get away from that? My best guess is that it's really more of a pendulum type of situation. We really managed the forest pretty heavily um, through the early part of the 20th century into maybe even into the the 1980s and then in the 1990s we really had a shift um, in public opinion and I think that shift was a recognition that maybe we don't just you know need to be looking at these forests for timber but there were other other aspects um, you know wildlife and you know scenic beauty and all those other things um, some of the other services we get from the forest so in my guess like I said it just we've shifted um, we, we've shifted and we've shifted too far frankly President Trump was was you know famously subjected to a lot of ridicule when he get, came out to California during one of our fires and blamed it on us not doing enough to clean up the forests and take out the dead trees. But but now the Biden administration is essentially going to do just that, right? So I guess at least on that point, the former president w w was correct. I, I think so. A lot of people caught 
up in the semantics, you know, the raking of the forest. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that, you know, in, in a way, I mean, he's kind of right. We're not actually going out there and, and going to rake forests, right? That's never going to happen at any scale. But I think the sentiment is that we need to be doing something with the accumulation of not only trees, but also all the material on the forest floor. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. There was truth to that. It's just that we got caught up in some of the other stuff. Of course, he also rejected any link to climate change, which this administration does not. And, and this forest management plan is only part of the response. So what, what more should the federal government do that it's not going to do? that it isn't doing well the one thing i saw lacking and granted this is early um in, in sort of this the release of this statement about the, the commitment to do the 50 million acres and all that but the one thing i didn't i didn't see was an explicit recognition that we need to change the way that we do business in the forest and that includes planning the way that we plan in the forest i think has gotten into a very complicated web that um, there are a bunch of pitfalls, frankly, in it, and that leaves sort of openings for challenges and delays, and ultimately projects, you know, get shrunk or don't happen at all, and then fire comes. So I, I'd like to see, you know, a commitment from the Forest Service but some of the other federal agencies as well that, you know, essentially says we're going to overcome some of those hurdles to do what we think is right, and yes, we're going to take a little heat because there might be some impacts um, in the short term to, for example, sensitive species, but we think that this is the right thing to do in the long run because without the forest intact, the species really you know, aren't going to exist at all. You know, California um, notoriously did not spend all the money it said it would or clear as many acres as it promised to do under its own plan. How confident are you then that this work will actually get done, and, and how worrisome is it that all the money needed to do it you know, hasn't actually been appropriated yet? I, I share that sentiment a bit. I'm not terribly confident that money alone is going to solve this issue. And you're right. I mean, we, we threw, you know, lots and lots of money over the last three or four years in California at the problem. And it's gone to some good work. I'm not going to say it hasn't. But I don't think it's met these, these pretty ambitious goals of trying to, you know, treat millions of acres in a given year. So, again, these hurdles that we have to get over. And, we, you know, essentially I, I think there's a role for just flat-out leadership of, of people taking ownership that we need to – we have a vision um, of what needs to get done, and we know that there's going to be impacts, but we're going we're gonna to do the right thing. How quickly, you know, you talk about treating millions of acres, obviously they can't do it all at once, but if crews get out there in the next few months and they start implementing this, and I don't know that, that it's going to happen that quickly, but how quickly can a plan like this have an impact? I mean, could that make a significant difference in this year's wildfire season? I kind of doubt it, um, at least, you know, in the, in the very short term, because what happens, I think, when you have this, you know, this type of backlog that we do in our forest for the work that needs to get done, we don't have the infrastructure right now. We don't have the crews. We don't have the um, the plants, essentially, to process timber or let it, you know, whatever, be biomass. So I think we need that kind of commitment that's going to be long-term so that there's investment um, to, to, you know, build some of that infrastructure to process, you know, the material, essentially, we're going to be pulling off these forests. Last question for you. We've had a very wet start this winter, although January now has, has been bone dry. Uh, what kind of impact could this have on the kind of wildfire season we face in 2022, or, or is it too soon to really say which way this is going to go? It's always tough because our, you know, we span such gradients in California. We have areas that will take full advantage of that, that, uh, more, that, that increased moisture and actually grow uh, you know, more plant material. Right? Those are some of our more grassy areas and such. And then they naturally will cure at, in the middle of summer, and then there, frankly, could be more biomass there to burn in the middle of summer. On the flip side, we have forests that will, you know, presumably have snowpack going till later into the the, um, the dry season. We hope, and then you know that would reduce some of that, you know, 
the, the ability for fires to spread at least, you know, spread rapidly um, while there's still, you know, adequate moisture out. So we, it's really hard to speculate. I think every year we always hear that story. It's going to be a bad year, and whether it's drought or, or increased moisture, but it really is, you know, there's, there are multiple mechanisms at play here, and then we really span that, like I said, those ecological gradients to take advantage of the drought or, or the uh, moisture. All right, well, thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Brandon Collins, research scientist, adjunct professor at UC Berkeley. Thanks a lot for joining us. Sure, thanks, Doug. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me tweeting on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.